Hey everyone, welcome to the GIST Podcast. If you're tired of being comfortable and want to take on living life from the context of 100% fuck yeah, join us each week as we share lessons we're experiencing in this crazy game called life. We invite you to play along and get your shit together. Take responsibility for how your life is currently going and at the same time, take on new, fun, and sometimes crazy shit. We promise to challenge your thinking by being vulnerable, authentic, and straight up with what we're dealing with, what doesn't work, and what can. Be warned, this is not your grandma's podcast. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I broke a nail. I broke a nail. Episode 41. (laughs) I broke a nail. Episode forty one. Maybe we'll call it that. Maybe that's the title right off. No, actually, I actually kind of know what the title is. Oh, really? So we're at episode forty one of the Just Life podcast. We have a guest this morning, the lovely Heather Spurl. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) I like the Uh, subtle introduction of the the Just Life podcast. Yeah, we you know start to Mm. change it, and people are like, "What the hell happened?" (laughs) It's still the same podcast. (laughs) Yeah. intentional so we have the lovely heather spurl here she is a a life coach and a personal friend of ours who is fiercely committed to her clients living their most vibrant passionate lives regardless of the circumstances we face her vision is to spark a revolution of fearless warriors celebrating passion and coming alive she is an igniter of passionate conversations She believes any fire can be reignited by creating a safe space for people to explore and tap into their own source of power and talent. She is your guide through the darkest stories of your life and your biggest champion. Some say she is the real Wonder Woman, and we would have to agree. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) That's awesome. David, you've got the job. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody needs an intro like that. Don't no, you think? I, it's like I the agree. Medieval, medieval ages back then, we got introduced. <laughs> Man, that and was legit. And a walk on song. No, I have to say, That'll like, the next one. Very accurate <clears throat> and well done. Yeah. So Thanks. you're Thank the you. intro guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and uh, we've had a, a really rare opportunity to dig into and, and kind of be part of Heather and what she's up to on the brand building side. Cause we did some, some deep work with her on the, on the front end, the, the typical stuff we do with clients. So I had this, this picture that I was able to pull from because actually Heather's been a bit quiet in the public eye. And that's been one of those things <laughs> that, that um, it, it tends to happen as professionals. We're just doing our thing. Uh, we're, we're none the wiser to what's possible. And we just opened up the door, as it were, turned on the light, and she's like, holy fuck. And now, it's really more my superhero strategy to work in the shadows. <laughs> That's <Don't>, right. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it's working. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. Like, Thank you. I can't even believe it. I've only been here for like three minutes, so it's still just settling in. <laughs> but why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey, uh, 18 hours ago and how you got here. <laughs> That's an interesting story. <clears throat> 18 hours ago, literally? Yeah, literally. literally. Like how you got here because <clears throat> this was not planned. Well, until 18 hours ago. <laughs> uh, well, 18 hours ago. Ish. Ish. Yeah, it probably is exactly 18 hours ago. Um, I was complaining. 
about uh, a level of apathy or uh, flatness and you guys offered to uh, have me come by and experience excitement on a Saturday morning instead of complaining about having to get out of bed and going to the gym. <laughs> yes, this is what we think is exciting to do on a Saturday morning. <laughs> That's right. And you were like uh, uh, just was, a devout 100% yes, I was, right? I was a no <laughs> right off the hop. And then um, I sort of started thinking about it from... Uh, instead of from the egoic, I don't want to place and actually just listening from knowing the kind of experience I'd have if I was here with you guys. And so I decided to just get out of my own way, get up and I could do it both. I was using an exercise class as an excuse to not come. And then when you said it was at nine instead of later, what you might've thought it was, I, there was it would just be me complaining that would have me not be here. So I just... so great. So that was 18 hours ago. <laughs> yeah. But that all happened. Begrudgingly said yes, but secretly excited. Yeah. Well, well I yeah. think you were you were excited even at the end, right? Yeah. Like, because we saw, we, we kind of got past it and, we, and then we started to see possibility and like how fun it would be. Like we knew it was going to be great. And then David forgot that I was coming. I was like, what? No, I'm going to be there. What are you talking about? <laughs> I only forgot for a moment. <laughs> I got a bit of a raspy voice right now. <clears throat> Not sure why. It actually sounds kind of cool, minus the cough. Yeah, right. I yeah. don't think it's that. I think it's I've been practicing restart and and I'm and using my voice. And you're passionate. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm trying to be. Now you know what it's like to be a touring practicing artist. So Heather, this is another milestone because you're, this is the first official day where we've had that fancy, cool third mic that you're talking into. Wow. I'm glad to be the one testing it out. <laughs> How does it feel, like? Give give us a play by play right now of the experience of this. I don't even know how to answer that. I how, how do you feel? It kind of feels no different than. No, well, that's not what I wanted. Okay, I next, Sorry. moving on. Well, actually, that's kind of a good thing. I mean, I, well, I, I hear what you're saying though. You you're probably more. Well, I see the lean in, and she's like, oh, I don't I'm know. Maybe she in. had a vision of reporter Spurl on set kind oh. of or no maybe. I've been in the room before and I've seen have you been in this room yeah, before yeah we had a meeting in here talking to Vern one of our calls oh that's right yeah right so the, the surprise was kind of ruined yeah then if we were point. if we were Sorry. real friends I would have been here but no <laughs> well I would have had you be here what I was gonna say is it's actually kind of a cool thing that she doesn't feel any different because a lot of times, remember we talked about that before in the podcast where we don't really think about like the fact that we've done this 40 times because it's just mm. sort of that slow compound getting used to it where somebody else comes in has never been on a podcast and they're like sort of like, and we don't notice it. They're like all fidgeting and stuff. And we're like, yeah, so tell us more about blah, 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 blah. And we're just going right it's into It's like the stuff. spotlight. And they're like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. So you seem very chill and I, natural. I feel very chill. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to blame that on us. Yeah, I would totally take full responsibility over there for that. Cool. It's totally the context you guys set. Thank you. Awesome. Well, that's what we try to do. <clears throat> so, cool. Oh, I was just going to say, so just to give some people some context, because you'd mentioned that Heather's a friend of ours, uh, and we've mentioned the unmessables, or at least our, we might our accountability. Have, I, think, I don't think we mentioned the name. Oh, my God. Oh, we gave just, away the yeah. name I let that out of the group. Mm, snap. Shit. But it's so true, because we are unmessable with... That's totally right. Learn together. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And what what what's Vision's thing? Unfuckable. Unfuckwithable. Unfuckwithable. <laughs> I can't believe I got that out the first time. That's, that's so good. A, that's a tongue twister. You become unfuckwithable. Um, 
That's the coolest thing ever. I mean, that might beat Unmessables, but... Uh, Unmessables but, um, is the PG version, is that the... That totally is the PG version That's of that. right. We're totally unfuckwithable. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's the three of us. But, um, yeah, so Heather, Heather, I, um, I, I'm going to do my best to make you cry. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I just love you so much, Aww. and I'm so happy to have you here. <clears throat> Heather and David and I have a very interesting story where we met. Isn't that so cool? We could have been on other teams, we, we met in a, a personal development program where we spent three, four. Three and a half and four, four months together. Yeah, just painstaking, <laughs> grueling. No, just, um, you made it far better than tolerable. So thank you for that. And uh, we all just bonded, right? I yeah, mean, you we and did. I were kind of already friends, but that was still pretty early on in our friendship. It was one it was. year-ish in. <clears throat> Uh, actually even probably, I think even uh, month, it would have been that. like, yeah, six, eight months kind of yeah. thing. And then, um, and then, yeah, Heather and David and I worked side by side closely on, in this program and, uh, we sort of fell in love, if you will. And then we, from that point, we kind of declared in the program that we would have more regular connections, right? Yeah. And now it's evolved into what would you say? Well, it's like a, a pillar in my life, the like the accountability group that we have together, you guys have talked about that on on the podcast before. Um, yeah, the accountability that group that we have where we talk three times a week and connect. Mm-hmm. I feel so like connected and known. And if that all of a sudden disappeared, I don't know what hmm. would happen. It would be really, it really wouldn't work. So you're saying it's important. It's really important. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And mm-hmm. like, you know, as we were talking about yesterday, the the way that things have gone since we started doing this and the impact mm-hmm. that it's had and the the velocity with which everything has moved since we started talking to each other with that intention, is mm-hmm. it's un- unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, has it not saved? It literally, you guys have saved my day multiple times. Saved it. Like, like life raft... Life preserver over the head, pulling because he's exhausted. It's lasso yeah. of truth. The lasso of truth. Right. And then, uh, you know, don't worry, I got you. Totally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every, everybody listening and everyone in the room, raise your hand if you've been taken out by nine o'clock in the morning before. Oh. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And we talk. You know, Half Monday. Half the time I'm not even out of bed by then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eight forty-five. She's eight forty-five. That's what our call is at eight forty-five. So Heather's out of bed at eight forty-four. You got 843 it. Eight forty-three is usually the day we phone. So yeah. But I mean, yeah, I've had these days where, for you know, for whatever reason, they've started out shitty, and um, and sometimes I don't know if everyone has the context or listen. They're like three times a week. Have you ever been involved in a group? Like standard, it's not general that you well, have. Well, but not even, man. Like the masterminds that we were a part of, mm-hmm. it was once, once, I think every two weeks. Was it every two weeks or was it every week? Once every two I weeks? think it was at first once every two weeks and then, and then we tried we, to do once a week. That's right, yeah. And uh, a lot of stuff can happen inside of a week. Well, and Hell we started yes. it out with just once a week, right? We like we started it out, yeah. with, I don't remember if it was Wednesdays or Mondays that we started with. And then it was like, yeah, we knew right our, away. Our first or second call, it was like, actually, this doesn't like. There was too much that happened during the week. Can we have an, like maybe one at the end? So then it was a Monday, Friday. But then it was like, actually, no, we need something in the middle as well. Yeah, and, I think I remember that. You you were probably like, yeah, like so. I need more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, totally. I'm like, I, I'm down because yeah, and those little those little touches, and you never know. Like maybe for some people, they could do the same thing that we do inside of ten minutes. But I think just throughout the week, you have those little touches. And also, unmessables, unfuckwithable. 
you guys, we don't let each other off the hook. No, that's mm-hmm. true. No, not at all. I, that's the magic formula. Yeah. Um, there's, there is a, just a, I'm holding you guys up with the expectation uh, to achieve the dream that you say you guys want, because that's what I see. And, and that's what gets mirrored back. Man, that is powerful. Yeah. I, I had a coach once, uh, I've mentioned this on the podcast. I had a coach once, he refers to that as listening to people from their future. Mm-hmm. So, like, who do you hang out with? This is something he said to me. He's like, who do you hang out with that listens to you from your future? And who do you hang out with who listens to you from your past? And it creates some context. It's like, who do you listen to? Who knows you that's like, oh, yeah, that's just David. David's always up to that kind of stuff. That's that's David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not necessarily a bad thing to have people in your life who know you that way. But the likelihood of them being able to hold you to account or see you as something different is unlikely until you're able to upgrade the conversations that you have with that person, right? To have you not do that thing that you always do because it actually doesn't serve you. That's right. Versus, or, or, yeah, or do the things that, that work for you. But. you. You come to the call and they feed into your shit. You know, you're like, oh yeah, traffic, and then this happened. That. They're like, oh, totally, I get it. And then before you know it, you're like in a bitch fest together, <laughs> as opposed to them getting you off that train and, and back on the, you know. Um, effective thinking right yeah action the word I love about or that you haven't mentioned inside of all that but it sort of sums up the context is there's no like there's no willingness for any of us to let another tolerate what mm. they've been doing I really like, like that that's word. right tolerating yeah. is just not tolerated that's right that's we do right. not tolerate what do you tolerate things. yeah and it's so I think that's a real normal context that people live inside of is that it's this is how it is right and that's all that's possible. And so I just have to figure out how to work around it or deal with it or ignore it or numb it. Yeah. And we don't make space for that. That's awesome. And, you know, and you you've always hear people when they're fed up with something, like it's on movies and everything, it's like, I'm just not going to tolerate that. And then that's kind of like when the decision's made. Yeah. But what we don't actually acknowledge is that there's a bunch of shit that's not working in our lives and we're actually saying, yeah, I'm cool with tolerating that. I'm cool with that. I can make it work. I can make that work. And I don't know why I continue to sit in this corner and then the heat, it's going to get worse. We're, I got to switch this up over the winter, man, because I'm sitting under this fucking, <laughs> I'm sitting under this heater and I'm dying over here. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I it's always like, wondered why he was looking up. I'm like, what's the deal over there? <laughs> I'm, just blowing, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I see him kind of perspiring. You might be able to put, close that, actually. I think oh, there, you know there's what? a little thing that you're right that you're able to. I'm not liable. There you go. Uh, the gist oh life man, doing some home maintenance while we're at it. See, hashtag unmessables, man. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about you guys always have my back. <laughs> so we never have something in particular to talk about on the podcast, as I'm sure you've wagered yes. by now. What is on your mind as of right now? that you uh, feel would be something worth sharing with other people? Um, I think actually what we were just talking about in this context of, or the idea of, apparently I like the word context this morning. I do too. I love to use it yeah. like all the time. Um, I think as, I've already said it four times. <laughs> for just keeping track over here. He's got, we're very contextual. Here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't tolerate no context. That's right. Um, yeah, is the idea of making it work and actually really looking at in life how much do you make it work as opposed to actually having it work mm-hmm. as a separate distinction um, and just really looking at uh, like um, there's a way that I can show up to work that 
I can make it work. Like it, I get the job done. I get, you know, I get things completed. People get value. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's working or working the way it should work. And um, same thing with the gym. You know, I can go to the gym and do a workout and get through it versus actually going and doing the work and having it be a really solid workout. And, and it be fulfilling. Yeah. Like it actually making a difference versus, yeah. oh, well, I got through that at least. Exactly. Mm. Well, that's how my workouts have been occurring as of late. Just get it done. And then I get a, a comment from my brother. He's like, yeah, good job, man. The intensity could be up just a little bit, you know, like it, it's clear that I'm just trying to get through it yeah. mm-hmm. so that I can do the thing that we said we're, we're going to do and, and then do on to the next thing, right? Yeah. Like that, as if it's not so critical in my life that I just got to get through it. What you're talking about with the workout, it's like the, and when you were, when you were describing Heather, the, the different ways to go about it, like making life work versus having it work. That to me is a one degree shift. And that's like, when you're going to do a workout, it's like you can get through it or you can embrace the work and, and just take it on and, and see what you can do. Right? See what you can do. It's like that's it's a one a degree shift. That's a, a shift a, in context. That's right. <laughs> For all you contextual people out there. Yeah, who are tolerating life. But I think if you really look at the whole the whole notion of that, I think that's a way that human beings do life. Mm. And even though you may have it, like going to the gym is a thing that you want to do, David, It or me, it's like as it becomes a have to. And then in mm. becoming a have to, it's a... I make it work as opposed to actually having it work, which is a totally different place. To me, that's not a one degree. To me, that's a 180 total, like a completely different perspective to come at life from Yeah, is like what is working and what would working actually look like and what would I have to do? How would I have to show up in order to actually have it work? And Mm -hmm. that would be instead of dragging my ass into the gym and being resigned about this is going to be a hard class it's actually showing up at making sure that I've eaten properly whenever I needed to before I get there that I've had a proper rest and that I'm actually like connected to and excited about or open to at least at the very least the class and in, with intention going to participate yeah what's possible maybe yeah. not not confident in, in <laughs> getting it but but still it's that healthy anxiety context it's like the uncertainty and you're willing to do it because because you've decided that that well, makes a difference for you. Like and committed fully as opposed to just going to push my way through it. I'm going to tolerate the fact that I have to be here at the gym versus uh, with intention I am here today. Mm, intention. Because what I'm hearing with what you're saying is two things that stand out for me is the presence of choice mm-hmm. and preparation. Yeah. Because if you like exa- exactly because if you have to do something, oh, I got to go to the gym. There is no choice there. There is no power. And you're going to show up with that energy. You're going to show up like uh, slogging it and trying to get through it versus knowing that you made a powerful choice to get there. You're prepared to be there and and you're going to do a good job or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Or you're going yeah. to do the best that you can on the given day. Yeah. Totally it, different way to. Well, it informs a whole bunch of other behaviors, right? So I, there was jokes happening here about me not getting up early in the morning. And that tends to be because <laughs> I'm a bit of a night owl and I tend to stay up later than by tending she means like every night yeah it's true <laughs> I mean realistically it's a thing that I keep talking about changing but I never actually take action to change 
So last night when I uh, got home from my class, it was like 11.30 and I was wired, like as always when you come home from something like that. And um, Vern and I were texting. He was checking to make sure I was still coming (laughs) (laughs) because I'm not going to use the weather because it's, you know, snowy or cold out and potentially going to be and like oh dear i don't know if this will work anymore yeah, yeah well, texted that, her, i'm like how you feeling about that weather heather and i actually like so at that point had to make a choice about like if i want this to work and have this actually be a, a fun great experience make it have it be contribution or receive and then also go to the gym right after I have to make a choice about I'm not going to stay up until 2 or 2.30 or 3 o'clock and then drag myself here and then force myself through a workout and then go home and not actually accomplish anything. So it's like when I look at it from that context of actually having it work as opposed to making it work, mm-hmm. it informs a lot of those choices in different places ahead of time to have mm-hmm. me set up with intentionality to actually have it work and to me that's what's on my mind these days or right now it's Mm -hmm. a thing that i'm just just aware of much more that's awesome man that's awesome awareness uh i sort of this kind of as a good segue last night i was sort of in the groove right i was getting things done things were happening i love the groove yeah the groove is great the flow the flow zone and uh but before i knew it i was still on a phone call at about 20 after 8 and I had, and my family was out doing stuff and they didn't get home till about 7.30. So I figured them being out, I had plenty of time to finish what I had to finish and all that sort of stuff. Well, before I knew it, I had little people coming in the room being like, hey, dad, are you almost done? And then my wife texted me like, hey, you coming downstairs? And I'm like, ugh, and I'm like doing stuff. But it was like, I had to complete that thing now because I was in it. Right. So, um, like, how do you handle that? How do you deal, how, how do you deal with that? How do I deal with that? Oh man, that's a good question. I go up against that all the time. Mm-hmm. How good. important was that thing to complete? Yeah, because that's the thing. Like right now, I'm sitting inside. Like it's all good, and it was good when I went downstairs and all that. But but I'm clear that it, it actually doesn't work, especially on. A, it's not like that happens consistently. But if it did, that's like how you that get divorced, work. right? Yeah, so for sure. so like right in the moment, like inside of that, when you're real, when you realize that something's not working. Even if it's all good, because it was all good. How do I deal with that? <clears throat> the first thing that shows up for me is how do you set it up for the other people involved? It's like the the conversation that could show up for me inside of a text message is, <clears throat> I just got to get this done. And that's all I say. Or And, and then how is that then received, received on the on other, other side? Yeah. Versus having a conversation where... Everybody is understood, and it's clear that we're all understood. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, this is super important. I got something, I, I, and it's not going to take me very long. And I want you to know that, right? Uh, but I'll be here in, in whatever, 10, 15 minutes. I think that kind of communication. Yeah, like an approach. Like, what I'm hearing is like a pause. So I'm doing the thing. I'm in the flow zone. I pause it. I come down upstairs, acknowledge like what's yeah. going on? Hey, look, love you guys, miss you guys. I've got this thing, and give the realistic time zone, timeline. Like it should yeah, take me about fifteen minutes to finish up, and you got a hundred percent of me after that. And then what's available is space on both sides. Right. To just... Cool. Fifteen minutes. Awesome. I could finish yeah. the show. I could clean the floor. Right. I can do this. Yeah. Totally, man. And uh, I totally done. get. I can. 
I can get take my own coaching on that <laughs> because I don't do it that way a lot of times. It's, it's sometimes it's a yeah I'm almost done. Like irritate there's a, a tense a, a pretense of irritation and like oh my god you intruded yeah and how does that land then on the other side? But I, I would I would say though that the fact that we have these conversations and you and, and we talk this out it's going to be more present for you the next time that that shows up. I guarantee it. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. Sometimes. I wonder what would life be like if I took the other pill. <laughs> you know, there is there is a, always being mindful of and being responsible for what I do and and how it impacts people and um and just that whole world. It, it it really takes something to do that kind of work. And sometimes it's like I'm fucking done. Like I don't want to talk to. No, I don't want to care about anything for the next hour or two or month or whatever it is right mm-hmm. Six years. yeah uh so i i wonder sometimes what would that actually look like because I, I don't see that as a very um that's a lot of rewarding life yeah well that's a lot of making life work yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally even totally. if it's inside of like well i got divorced I'm going to make it work. Like, I'm going to make whatever that joint custody arrangement looks like. I'm going to make it work. Whatever that co-parenting thing is, I'm going to make it work. And it really comes from that lack of intentionality Mm -hmm. around actually being responsible for having it work, right? And so another, another thing to consider inside of that is what are you actually committed to? What did you say? And so if you take a step back from yourself in that moment... Is finishing that thing and those 15 minutes actually the place that you need to be spending your time? And what impact is that actually having? Is that actually making the difference inside of whatever it is that you're up to? Can you make yourself a note of, this is where I need to start on Monday morning and shut it down when you said you were going to shut it down or not, as opposed to staying inside of this like the self justified piece. rationalized and i'm not saying that was a good or bad no, thing no, no, no. it's just a place to really look like because the same thing happens with i get moving on something and then it's like well i said that i was gonna like eat and then i was gonna go to the gym so i can put off eating or i can put off going to the gym if i continue to make this other thing mm-hmm. and it's like that's the that's how there it is starts. a ripple effect yes. well that's how life yeah that's how it goes and that's that the is, making it work piece that's right as opposed to being responsible for having it work and you say oh yeah i was going to go to the gym yesterday but i got caught up with work and uh what i'm what i'm noticing now what i'm clear about is that there wasn't actually a commitment or a defined uh, plan, if you will, from the beginning, mm. and right. that's usually where the breakdowns occur. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. Expectations, yeah. unspoken. Yep. Because Assumptions, the, all that stuff. Yeah. The other thing that happened with it is I was like in a ten or twelve hour download of the entire day. Right. I had all that going on in my mind. I finished up what I was doing, then I came downstairs, and it was kind of like later in the night, so it was like kind of movie time. And it was all good. Don't get the wrong idea. Like, oh, this caused a big breakdown. It was all good. But what I see that it was still a disruption because I came down and I'm like, you know, my mind's going 100 miles an hour. I want to talk and connect with the kids. And But they've already all came home. They've settled. They've been out from an outing. And then you're, I come in. You're, you're coming in as a whole different energy. That's right. It's a positive disruption. I come in like, oh, I want to love you guys. And they're all just like, oh, my God, Dad. Dude, like, go back. Where did you come from? <laughs> yeah. like, 
and we're not chill. being responsible for that either, right? Like that has a, an interesting. Well, I just I never uh, considered that until now. Actually, um, what's funny about that is I did notice it, and I was responsible for oh, it. Awesome. I actually acknowledged I'm it. Give I you said, star. "Yeah, thank you, man." Just I, one I, I don't have any right now, but I'll give. It's you know. a it's a star like the color of coal, but whatever. A star <laughs> is a star. Uh, I I said like, hey, look, I I I can see that you guys are chill. I got it, but I just got to share this with you. Give me like two minutes. And I just like, and they're all just like, okay. Give right. me. And I just like freaking went nuts on them. Right. It was awesome. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So you actually gave, you created a, this is what I'm present to. You're, you're creating a space for, um, choice and, and an awareness, like a, a preparation of, of, of what's to come and, and removing the, the reaction that has a tendency to happen mm-hmm. and, and actually, without intending to, could have a negative impact. Absolutely. And just not being responsible for it, right? Yeah. Uh, not even being aware of it because you're all inside of whatever it is, good or bad or, or whatever the case may be. Well, it could occur as inconsiderate on the other side. Because if I come in all yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, I want to share your day, Jumping share my day them, with you. There's yeah. like the critical point of the movie and you're like, dude, what the? Yeah. What are yeah. you doing? No, it really occurs as a lot of self-focus, I think, especially if it's cumulative yeah. all the time. Right? Yeah, it happens all the time. Exactly. So speaking of which, I, I want to this. I want to ask you, Heather, because I, I don't know where we're at for time and I know that you have to be somewhere. So I want to segue a bit into... Um, how making life works, work, excuse me, making life work versus having it work and, and acknowledgement and conversation and tolerating and all that. How does all that play inside of a successful relationship, not just between couples, particularly amongst couples, but between friends like us? I mean, it would be, it's easy to have a breakdown amongst friends too, but we've actually had breakdowns and we've gotten through them in a powerful way pretty much by by calling each other on each other's shit and trusting the fact that the other person's going to see it right so that's pretty cool so you got to be a big person to do that but uh, and the last thing i want to say with that i know this is a lot but it's, i want it's a very long question i want to say <laughs> it's not really a, con- a question it's I'm more sorry, of a, a question it's more of a context <laughs> i'll wrap i'll wrap this up and, and make it make sense but can you repeat the question it's it's more of a it's more of a context so so tolerating right yeah letting each other off the hook making life work versus not tolerating, supporting each other, and having life work. Um, what we tend to step over because we're uh, uncomfortable with interpersonal discomfort, right? Interpersonal communication that could be uncomfortable, and we tend to avoid that. And so if you think about the things that you step over in relationships, so someone shows up five or ten minutes late but consistently shows up five or ten minutes late... Well. Vern raises hand, by the way. <laughs> Saturday the mornings. State. Saturday mornings, okay? Just for the record, I beat Vern here, which was like... <laughs> I want, and I live way closer. And I want the star for that. But um, You'll totally get a star. Yeah. But I think it's like if someone is consistently... If you think about going out to dinner with someone and you know that they are consistently late and you're always sitting in the restaurant waiting for them to get there for five or ten minutes by yourself, that has an impact. And we tend to not say anything... Mm at least not directly, we might start passive aggressively saying something about, oh, is that so-and-so's time? Like, is that, you know? Oh, we're on McCarty time. Yeah, we're on McCarty time or whatever, whoever, like some passive aggressive comment like that, which again, like puts something in the space instead of taking something out of the space. And Mm -hmm. so now I have my resentment and frustration and you have the experience of this passive aggressive snipe and that is now sitting in the space. We don't talk about it, and then we brush it under the carpet. Mm. We step over it, 
a friend of mine talks about bumpy carpet. Like that you put so much oh, under the carpet yeah. that it becomes bumpy carpet. Oh, totally. And I yeah. think that's that's essentially to answer the context question that you were asking. I think that's the bigger piece of it, which is separate from codependency and interdependency. That's really about boundaries and where I allow my responsibility for what's happening over there with you to become my responsibility or expect you to take on way more responsibility over here with me than you should be. Right. That would be like... That's codependency. That's codependency versus interdependency means you're actually willing to take on those... Is like in a nutshell. I get that that could be a whole other conversation. conversation. But basically, you're kind of letting each other off the hook all the time to the the point where things just don't work anymore or, or whatever versus actually taking on certain conversations to have life work is that well and i would say like codependency separate completely from that that topic okay yeah codependency is a completely separate totally different game totally different game it's totally different context so how how would you say like what's the what's the first step the one degree shift to get to that 180 degree turnaround for couples like where can they start and and start to have conversations that matter to have their relationships question. Oh, good question. Um, The thing that I notice in the work that I do with couples for sure is actually figuring out how to say what they need to say. Mm. That most of the time people won't say what they need to say or want to say because they don't know how to phrase it or word it that will have it land over on the other side and create room for conversation right? as opposed to land on the other side and occur as conflict or criticism. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's the first step is actually figuring out like how to say that part. Can I offer something that's been helpful for me? Sometimes I'll say, uh, I'm struggling to find the words because I'm trying to put a feeling into language. And that's really what it is. I think a lot of the time is you're trying to put a feeling into language and it's not the same thing. Right. Right. What I Mm. will often... I suggest to my people is um, I'm like yeah I call them my people (laughs) (laughs) not my my clients my people Um, she has a following (laughs) what I'll often suggest to them is really be clear about the context again with the word context this is like I think your title is not going to work I think I know the title (laughs) but it's 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 actually like it's the it's when when I come to you so anytime anybody hears something that sounds remotely like we need to talk Mm. that occurs as someone's in trouble Mm -hmm. right and so if i put that that's again me putting something into the space yeah yeah that has you then listen to the conversation or listen to the words that that i'm saying from that place where you're waiting to figure out Mm. what is it that she you know he or she is trying to tell me that is going to make me feel wrong or bad or criticized so now i can get ready to defend against it. And that's that's actually the way the conversation starts before anything has actually really been said. Right. And if I set the context of, listen, like I love you, you're really important to me, and there's this thing that I keep not talking to you about that's actually getting in the way of mm. me expressing that love for you or it's starting to cause a rift. And what I'm really committed to is that by the end of this conversation, like we have totally cleared the space or whatever that language is that's your language but really being clear about why you want to have the conversation which is not about making you wrong but it's actually about re-establishing connection Mm -hmm. then i all of a sudden Mm -hmm. am much more available to listen for the re-establishing connection place as opposed to what are you making me wrong for place and then what you suggested of like i'm having trouble finding the words to say this or being clear, like, I'm actually really nervous talking mm. to you about this. Like, this makes me really uncomfortable. 
even inside a marriage that's been around for 25 years, using that sort of transparency and authenticity creates way more space for me to be over there with you, listening to what's actually going on for you, instead of standing in my corner of the ring with yeah, my gloves up, up, ready yeah. to go. Yes, yeah. So you're you're acknowledging the elephant in the room. So you're. I love that. I love that visual. Standing in the corner with my dukes up, just waiting. Don't say the fucking wrong thing because I'm going to come right at you. Um, and sometimes, it, depending but, on how long the relationship has been going on, sometimes it's not even saying anything. Sometimes. It's a, like it's the facial expression or the flip of the hair or the yeah, yeah, roll of the shoulders or the eye roll subtle. or yeah. the, like. So, so there's a way, there are different ways mm-hmm. to share something. Yep. And there are different ways to listen. Yep. And there are different ways to prepare somebody to listen the way that you want them to hear what you're going to share with them. Yep. Wow. Again, back to that that idea of either making it work. I'm just going to have this conversation because mm. I'm so sick and tired of listening to or dealing with whatever it is that's going on or actually having it work, which is sitting down, putting in the time and effort to think about what is it that I want to say really, like what's really the issue and about the behavior, not about the person because the person you marry, you, you pick the person, you pick them for some reasons. It's the behavior that's the problem. Focus on that. Do some thinking about that and be intentional about the conversation. I bet you'll have way better results. Hmm. Super valuable information. Uh, and present to time here. So we're, we're coming up to the end of the podcast. Vern, is there a question that we, or, or Heather, as a matter of fact, and actually I'm going to divert this back to Heather. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, Vern, and not sorry. Uh, what would be a question that you, that we, we'd like to leave a question at the end of every podcast episode that, that leaves people with something to inquire about and maybe um, follow up with, uh, with us on. Mm. What would that be? Well, I think in the context of this conversation, <laughs> it would totally be about what are you tolerating? Yeah. Like, oh, great question. You know, like really, and like, I think when you sit and think with that question, or as you're driving along with that question, or mm-hmm. grocery shopping with that question, mm-hmm. it starts out with like some glaring things that you're tolerating. Yeah. Some conversations you may not be having that you actually really need to have, or some actions you need to be taking that you may not be taking or may not have set yourself up for some should conversations that you have in your space around what you should be doing versus what you're actually doing and you're tolerating that experience. Um, I think you then start to really notice deeper and deeper or bigger and bigger. Uh, And it's those like, it's those things that are actually eroding your sense of self and eroding your experience of like actually having life work. It's those little tiny things. Yeah. Every time you go to do up your, your pants and, you have to like stretch to get the, the belt done up because it's a little too tight because you had right. the extra two pieces of pizza the night before <laughs> and the sushi the night before that and skip the gym and you know like those are all things you're tolerating skip the dishes so yeah right. skip the dishes so yeah what are you tolerating that would be the question oh that's awesome wow that's awesome uh, well yeah i just want to um wrap that up by saying yeah what are you tolerating but then be careful not to go into like the make wrong conversation oh yeah the should, the should part doesn't work yeah as you start noticing the things that you're tolerating just notice them acknowledge them and then start to look at baby steps the, the one degree shifts that you can make in your life like the extra slice of pizza you don't yep. necessarily need to have it doesn't seem like a big deal but it makes a big difference you could also look at why am i tolerating it like that can be an, ex- an excellent follow-up, follow-up question, question. Mm. because sometimes it's like 
I I have it that I should be doing it differently than I am. So like right. I should be going to the gym a whole lot more than I am, or I should be eating differently than I am. So I'm tolerating my experience of feeling bad about myself because I'm not doing the thing that I think I should be doing. But when I really stand back and look, am I actually invested? So is the reason why I'm tolerating it because I'm not actually invested or committed to making a difference? Mm-hmm. Well, then just clean that. And then it stops being a thing you're tolerating because it's not actually something you're committed to. Like it sounds like because you're not really clear why you're even going to the gym. So why should I be going to the gym? Oh, yeah. Like because if you have like your health and fitness is really important at the core of why you're going to the gym. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that's going to drive you versus the should. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. The should is always going to make you do or uh, not always make you, but it's most of the time your instinctive response to should is going to be to do exactly the opposite of whatever the thing you think you should be doing or someone else tells you that you should be doing mm-hmm. reasons behind that for sure we'd really i think it'd be really valuable to have you coming back more often because you have something that is super important and most of us don't even realize it's available and it's so necessary so well, I have to voice. say, you look pretty sharp sitting in front of that mic, and I, I've seen your house, and I could picture that in your house somewhere. <laughs> so uh, the fact that you're not sharing yourself more with the world is it's, criminal. It goes against my In the Shadows <laughs> conspiracy It's criminal, plan. man. That's right. Well, we're, we're committed to changing that. So <laughs> thank you so much, Heather, for sitting down with us and, and just opening it up a little bit to, uh, to those inside of... Uh, committed to mastering their relationships and getting that it's a process like everything else and it it really takes something to do that kind of work Uh, and you shed some light on some some really interesting areas that was episode 41 of the just life podcast have a great weekend Vern is always chuckling after that i don't know what it is about that um